BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Hello and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast of LRM Online. I'm your host, Brendan Jones, and on this week's show, we're down a lad. Nick is at the dentist. Where is he? Is he moving? Moving out. He's moving his house. Okay. Did that come come up suddenly? Do we know that? No, it didn't. We've known about this for a long time, which is a nice change of pace when it comes to Nick. Holy shit. Is this, so, a, is this a polite else. way of saying he's going to prison? Is this how you say it in America? I'm moving house. <laughs> moving <laughs> house. <laughs> what you really mean is the big house. The, oh, that's it. Sorry. Yes, it's the big house. That's it. Yeah. Not the outhouse. The big house. So no, on he's, this he's week's hopping show, aboard Con Air, heading from you know with Nicolas Cage to another. See, location. that would have been a great, great joke for last week. He should have been moving last week. We need to talk about been. this stuff. Fucking Nick. fuck's sake, Nick, move at the right. God damn it, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> It's convenient for the jokes. Yeah. On, on this week's podcast, we don't have a film to talk about, but we're going to be doing Who Watches in addition to... We got a couple of trailers this week. Uh, we also have a bunch of shows that we're watching. So we're going to talk to you guys about those things and hopefully have fun doing so at the same time. Right? Everybody's ready to have fun? Jim, what are you doing? I you refuse to have fun. He's not eating. This is what's confusing me. Jammer's not actually eating anything. He's not bread. Damn it, man. Put some food in your mouth. You got a bread pit every minutes. show. Eight, 30 minutes ago, or, or 15 minutes before we started, before we hopped mm-hmm. on. Okay. Well, you must be due some more food by now, then. I mean, I got I got, I got a beer, so... That'll do. That's good. That'll That's a food pig. group. That'll do, Pete. Mm-hmm. That'll do. It's it's called so, Fruit Ninja, so it has fruit in it, so... There you go. It's something it's good for you. Yeah, I like the game. Uh, is that the slice? It is one? like the game. I mean, it's obviously inspired by it. I don't know. I'm asking. I don't... Oh yeah, that's totally it. That's interesting. There you go. And that actually works now because we're on YouTube. Otherwise, that was a boring piece of podcast. But now we can actually see stuff. For the people listening to this on SoundCloud or Spotify (laughs) or podcast, Jammer held up his 
what is that? Is an LRM endorsed beer? Is that is that? Can Absolutely. We do that? Yeah, yeah. Coding Other beers are so available. For the full experience of this podcast, make sure you check out the John Reverse Podcast Network on YouTube. Also sponsored by Fruit Ninja Beer. Yes. Okay. Please drink um, responsibly. We've got a couple of uh, trailers that came out this week that we wanted to have a conversation about. One of them I did not see and then or did not know about, and then the other one was just like everywhere. So we're talking about Night Sky, and we're also talking about Jurassic World Domination. We'll do like Dominion. the smaller. Dominion. Is it Dominion? Damn it! Damn it! I got nicked because I think you did the same thing. <laughs> Freudian um, slip from Jonesy. Yeah. Dominatrix dinosaur. Dominate, dominatrix dinosaurs. I love it. That's Jurassic what I need World to say. dominate me. Well, listen, <laughs> So, the smaller of the two films is Night Sky, and that stars. It's not a Sissy film; Space. it's a series. Is it a series on Amazon? Series, I'm yes. sorry, yep. it's a series on Amazon. Man, I am struggling today. With Amazon <laughs> um, so this series stars Sissy Spacek and J.K. Simmons, and it kind of has like a John Carter of Mars type of feel to it. And if you guys have never seen that or never read the books, there's like this teleportation aspect to it where you get teleported to another world. And it seems like that's what's happening in this trailer. Um, I like that it's not based on any property that I'm familiar with. I like the people that are involved. I like J.K. Simmons. I like Sissy Spacek. And so to me, it's intriguing just based on the fact that it's not based on an an existing IP that I am aware of. Uh, We'll get get to that later. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited. Intrigued. Intrigued is a good word for this. Jammer, you just it was watched intriguing. It, right? uh, I did, but really quick, I was just doing some information on it, and it was previously known as Light Years, and I wonder if they changed it because the movie Light Years coming out this year, so that it's less confusing. Um, I actually was intrigued by this trailer for one reason. Obviously, it, it actually looks very interesting and, and and beautiful in terms of the overall imagery. But for me, the imagery that reminded me of it was a YouTube video I watched probably like a decade ago or something that always stuck with me where it talked about how, you know, how like over time stars are shifting around and we're going Mm -hmm. through space. So things are going to be changing. And they're talking about how like billions and billions and billions of years in the future, like we'll be like the galaxy, a galaxy. I don't know which galaxy will be like all up in our grills every fucking night. And I just reminded me of that, just thinking of like life like that with a galaxy just like straight in our faces. And just, that's the view that they get to watch in this in this show. Um, and just maybe really I want that kind of imagery. That imagery is amazing. Those types of things that are kind of depressing when you think about it in terms of space and light years and sci-fi, those things that like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we were a part of this part, but we're not because we're going to fucking die in, you know, 50 years and we'll never get to experience these huge inter- the galactic level visuals that'll just be in our imaginations. I think it's really cool. So nothing Jesus to do with the trailer, took a dark but it looked great. It did. Dark, did. depressing. Uh, what have you been watching? What the fuck? What are you, why are you? So I've been watching Severance. <laughs> now I know. Now I know why you're so cynical. Uh, Danny, you were anyways, the one that brought this good. trailer. <laughs> Danny, you're the one that brought this trailer to our attention. What do you think of it? Yeah, I, the first thing that grabbed me is very much like you, the, the, the people that were involved and the fact that the trailer itself at the moment doesn't give anything away. I mean, it gives the basic premise, like you said, look at John Carter and Mars, this, this lovely couple are living together, but they've got access to 
this teleportation system that takes them to another planet where they seem to just relax and read books and do knitting or whatever. That seems to be the premise of it. And that was it. I love the fact that it doesn't give too much away. Uh, and that's what sold me on it. It looked beautiful. The people involved are obviously people that I've got confidence they're going to be in something, something quality. And it wasn't giving anything away. So I think even you and I, or you had said that if they, I don't want to see another trailer even. I'm happy to avoid the next trailer if it comes up just to just so I can go in completely cold on this one. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to buy it because it does look different. It's not an existing IP that we know of. And uh, I'm I'm excited to see actually how it plays out and what the actual story is. Do we know how many episodes it was? I mean, I know it's a series. Jammer, did it, I did not see did that jammer. Were you looking at it? Ten or no, I don't think it's specified how many it is. Um but I hope it's for those short, who haven't seen it. Sweet spot, right? Six to eight. I agree. I think I think six is too short. I think like eight to ten is a good for me personally. Um, yeah. But anyways, as far as as concept for those who haven't seen it, it is in its barest form about a couple that have like a chamber that goes to another planet, and they nice. get to just chill, drink beer, and check out the views from another planet, which is pretty awesome. And I'm yeah. jealous, and I want I want that skill. Want it's not that. really a skill, but I, I want that chamber. You want the chamber? Okay. Yeah. Somebody give Jammer that chamber. Um, we'll have long chamber. to like get the, the fictional chamber. The show is going to drop on 20 May of this year. So just next month, one month from soonish, one month from less than that, three ago. weeks. Yeah. Less than that. Time is moving. Time isn't moving. Anything else it's to say about this? Quickly enough, we'll never get to Why? see that view because we're all going to be dead by then. So, oh, well, fucking Mr. Happy. Yeah. Have another beer. And so in this <laughs> this world where we're dead in 50 years, just out of curiosity, how do you imagine it happening? Oh, I'm not talking about humanity. I'm just talking about we're not oh, gonna live long enough. Us, the people no, here I'm just in this saying, podcast. Okay. Yeah, the people, I mean, maybe not 50 years, that might maybe longer. My point is that because intergalactic things happen and they move so slowly, we're not actually going to it's like those things where it's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we went to other planets? It's like we're not going to other planets. It's not going to happen. We don't have nearly enough time. And if we even if we were to hop on a ship, we'd be fucking put to sleep. Or we do a, a was it what's that one series called? That one sci-fi series where you just live generations in a ship, and your generation doesn't even get there. It's like several generations out before you reach another galaxy or what have you. That uh, my point is, is that we're not going to experience anything cool intergalactic in our lifetimes. That's my point. You never know. I do know. I can. I can guarantee. I can guarantee you. I none. None of us here are going into space. None. That hurts. Zero really percent hurts. of this chat is going into space. You know what? Just for that, I want to go into space. I'm going to do it. Just for that. Just for that. I'm just <laughs> when for you're that, like I'm an eighty-year-old man. You're like this son of a bitch. Shatner did it. I can do it. You can do it, Jonesy. I have I can faith in you. If, if Shatner if made it up and down, not, I can do it. If you know what? I don't have connections. Is you. I don't you have faith. It's not going to happen. You know, fly planes and shit. And you listening. I've got, I've got faith of the heart. You will. Everyone listening or watching, you're not going to space either. It's not Jesus happening. Jesus Christ. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. You know who didn't get to experience iPhones? Dinosaurs. We're going to talk about them. <laughs> so the dinosaurs are all upset that they never got to experience anything tactile besides killing each other. You know, see a movie ones, about them because these ones they, they don't have a they don't have finger pads they have nails and those aren't those conducive to the phones in tap, current tap, technology. Tap, tap, tap. 
Um, so yeah, we got another trailer for Jurassic World Dominion. This is the second trailer for this film that's coming out this summer. It's going to drop on June 10th. This one, at least to my recollection, seemed a little bit more actiony than the first one. A little bit. Know. A lot of bit. I don't yeah. remember the, the other first one. one. Like, the other listen. one was like all just sort of mood and iconic imagery and yeah. faces listen, turning. Jammer, I'm going to level with you. These films are forgettable. That means the trailers are even more forgettable. And so, right. sure, if you if you tell me that, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'm just trying to make a constructive conversation about the topic of discussion. No, fuck me then, right? Hey, part of my constructive my constructive part of the conversation is these films are just generally boring. And they were like, hey, uh, need some action. Um, so they've got a fuck ton of action in this this episode or this 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 second trailer coming out. Um, Nick Dahl posited that Ian Malcolm was going to die in this film. I don't know what he saw. I would love to pick his brain about what it is he saw. No, I don't think he saw anything. I think he's just assuming because it's the last fr- in a franchise or the last plan that we know of at this point, and they probably want like a big death. That's probably it. I don't think there's anything that he saw or anything that's in the trailer that indicates anything like that. Okay. What you're saying is that Nick Dahl doesn't function on logic. Okay. I got it. Yeah. But I mean, that's fair. It's like, it's conjecture. I do think the thing that I found kind of interesting about this trailer is the the plot line about a lot of this, or at least the B plot is about them trying to get back this baby Raptor because Chris Pratt made a promise to uh, an adult (laughs) Raptor. To Blue. What I love, like what made me laugh about that was it looked like Blue admonished him for the baby being taken away because it looked like she smacked him with her tail, right? And cut him. Yeah, it looks like, like a claw. A yeah, talon? Like that was a talon? Was it talon? I, I think it was a talon. You think I it was mean, a talon? Whatever. I mean, it was a talon. It would it right hand off. Tell us. You tell us. I'm, I'm going to do it in a second. Hold on a second. I'm going to get her back. And then she, it, it's not clear. It's not clear. Unclear. <laughs> Let me tell you, you know what's clear to me? You know what's clear to me? If she had used her talent, his hand would have just lopped off. It just you know, what if off. what if the trailer has hidden the cybernetic hand? It's this possible. isn't a Marvel movie. We've seen this isn't a Marvel things. movie. This is not Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, it could be. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Okay, so I guarantee, trailer, I I guarantee that nobody okay. on this podcast is going to go in that theater and it's going to be <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. You people listening and watching, I can guarantee. Uh, you know what? I get, I jammer guarantee this. It's not going to happen. What's not going to happen? No one's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. That's not going to be That There's no cybernetics in this. No cybernetic. Oh, no cy. Are you sure? There could be cybernetic. What if it's like a cybernetic eye or we did have a clone already. So ah, we're not kid. too far God off. Damn, I hate that kid. I hate that kid so much. Anyway. Was that was that little was that the girl in this trailer? Yes. Was that yes. the, that was the same yes. girl? That was I didn't remember having a British accent because it's been. If you're asking me if it's theater. the same actress, I could give zero fucks. If you're asking me if it's the same kid, yes, I am like 99% sure that it's supposed to be the same kid. The one that okay. just has unleashed this ecological disaster on the world. Um, and I love like in the first trailer, like we did it. I was like, no, 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 there's no we here. It was her. <laughs> yeah, there was is like, quite this did it. one person to blame. God, <laughs> we. Um, Danny, what do you think about this trailer? It was action heavy. It was people being chased by dinosaurs and or eaten by dinosaurs. It's nothing that 
it's nothing that was getting me more excited about this movie, if I'm completely honest. I'm going to go watch it. I'm, I'm going to go see it to see how they wrap all these films up. But this trailer didn't exactly get me like, oh, fucking hell, I can't wait now. That's it. Um, the one thing that I was pleasantly surprised for in a macabre kind of way is when I think it was a T-Rex, probably some other version of a T-Rex, did actually uh, get that guy because he kind of yeah. dodged the first yeah. one or something. Of, oh, they're kind of keeping it off the trailer. Oh, no, fuck me. He's going to get eaten. There you go. Dinosaurs yeah, the guy, eating the guy in the, the, guy in the scooter. Yeah. That's it. I think so that's quite just meta there. commentary on how annoying those people can be. Right. So they should have had some like, guy in a segue. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are just as bad. Time. I think the scooters are just yeah, as bad. Oh, you think scooters yeah. are just as bad? So the way that they kind of litter the streets, they did a whole South Park episode on it. I think that that's just somebody like, you know what, fuck those people. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing well, out there? There's dinosaurs out there. Why would you go? What, what, I'm going to be the least cynical person about this trailer. I thought this trailer was fun. You know, one of the reasons I liked it and I thought it was cool was because it was a globe hopping trailer it looks like we're going all over the place and i don't think we've legitimately gone all over the place with dinosaurs in the past so you know what let's go to that next level Let, let's go ahead and, and mix mix our genres a little bit more so that's that's why i thought it looked like it was just a good time all right all right well we'll take we'll take that you guys ready to move on yeah that's all we got about dinosaurs we've got well speaking of dinosaurs we got uh, a few announcements from cinemacon and one of those is about ethan hunt and tom cruise and so we finally have a title for the newest mission impossible film it's going to be called mission impossible dead reckoning part one uh this was announced at cinemacon on the stage i think they were having a conversation about uh top gun maverick as well and the folks that were there, CinemaCon, got to see footage of this. And so we, the, the normal, the normies, will get to see this footage in front of Top Gun Maverick, uh, which is coming out on 27 May. So we'll get to see the, the stunts and all the sizzles and all the things that the people at Cinema, CinemaCon got to see. Um, what, Jammer, do you think about this title? Does it, does it make you more or less intrigued about this film? How do you feel? No? Uh, well, I feel two things. One, I'm still surprised studios add parts to things because usually they change them. We saw that with Infinity War Part 1 and 2, no longer that the case. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, no longer Part 1, Part 2. It's Beyond the Spider-Verse is the third one. I don't know why they went with the Part 1, Part 2 nomenclature. Also, Dead Reckoning, whatever. It's generic Mission Impossible title. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't matter. Don't really care that much. That's Interesting. That's, those are my thoughts. So it's funny. I don't. Well, I'll, I'll let Danny. Danny, you go. What do you think? I was just going to. I, I literally was just going to say, yeah, what Jammer said. There's a good chance that they'll get rid of the part one. I don't like the part one. For me, it makes it feel like, oh, so we're not getting the whole movie. So I'm going to pay, sit there, and I'm not going to see a conclusion. Whereas at least Infinity War and Endgame, Infinity War was a conclusion of sorts, right? It did end on a point. I mean, we knew it was coming. No. But I don't like the part no. one. Well, no. we, we knew it was two parts, but I guess I just yeah. don't like the part one being in there. I think two different titles makes it Listen, a bit easier to kind of I will never be on board with this narrative that Infinity Thank War you. was a standard. Like I hate Thank I, you. I hate, Thank hate, you. hate is a Thank strong you. word. I strongly dislike when they say that and try and sell it. Like anybody with half a brain was like, 
Oh, they killed Spider-Man and Black Panther, the films that made like billions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very true. Yeah. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Those are not standalone yeah. films. Um, you know who yeah, but bothered me with that as well is that like for me now when I watch Infinity War to me, it's half a movie. Endgame yeah. is a full movie. So now we have one that's and a true. half movies in two yeah. movies. It's bullshit. <laughs> um for my thoughts on the Dead Reckoning title, I actually kind of like it, and there are a couple of reasons why. Um I get what you guys are saying about what studios do, but I also think that Tom Cruise is one of those outsized personalities that has some input on this stuff. And if I believe that to be true, then I think there's a part of him that wants to manage expectations about what this movie is going to be and what people are going to get walking out of it. And so I'm hoping that that's true. I I am assuming that And we talk about him like he's one of the last great movie stars right like this just like making these films so i'm hoping that i'm intuiting some sort of strategy just from him if no one else not just the studio because he he has a lot of his own money in this um yeah and so i'm hoping that that means something the dead reckoning part jammer i hear what you're saying about generic but to that point every mission impossible title has meant something to the movie yeah ghost protocol is a thing that happens in the movie fallout is a concern it is is actually what is what is ghost protocol what is that it's when they all have to disappear because the didn't have don't they do that in every fucking movie though i feel like they do that disavowed (laughs) is what disavowed is what imf does to individual agents ghost protocol is when the entire imf is dissolved yeah, from above, right? Okay. It was the yeah, yeah. It was the government. Okay, you all, you all Honestly, done here? Are you all done here, Jammer? Well, can I, the, can the I finish plot, my fucking plot, point in your wrongness? Why don't you? Why don't, don't you marinate your wrongness? <laughs> and I'll Mission let, Impossible. Hold up, Mission Impossible let me, just let me doesn't going. have a plot. It just doesn't have a. I don't watch it for the plot. It doesn't have a plot. I ninety percent of Mission Impossible that's, movies, I don't listen, understand what the fuck is that's happening. Something I just like different. oh, good or bad. So like basically at the end listen, of the scene, do you feel happy or sad at the end of the scene? Here's like, okay, you might be 100% right. You might be 100% right. When it comes to these titles, you're 100% wrong. So, so that's Ghost Protocol. Fallout was a two part meaning. It was the nuclear fallout, the thing that might happen, but it's also the fallout of what happened in the previous film. Right? So, it meant two different things. Here, Dead Reckoning is is a navigational term. And it means that when you are lost and don't have the stars or some other navigational uh, or some other um, metric to help you navigate, you do it from just what's around you. Now, I don't know what that means within the context of this movie, but it means something to me that something about being lost or having to uh, shoot an azimuth somewhere with a compass and just march through the forest to try and get there. I'm getting a north south from Kyle because... Based in and and if it's if it's like based in sea or what if they go to space? So so dead reckoning is dead reckoned um, in space. Dead reckoning works is actually (laughs) it it derives from a nautical term because the dead was um, about something that was buoyant but not moving because of the wake, and so it was just it was just dead at sea, just sitting there. So it would use that to navigate to a specific place so it actually does have application for maritime but most people that i know because i'm i'm in the army so we're land-based 
we all use it to like, if you're stuck in land nav and you have to figure out where you are and you can kind of see something, you just judge by your steps and something like, but basically you're kind of lost. That's usually what it means. I think they should have gone with that to the title. Mission Impossible kind of lost part one. That would have been it. <laughs> well, then the sequel is completely lost. Well, yeah. We found our way. <laughs> if you believe that jammer, then you are completely lost. Then you are lost. <laughs> then you are lost. But yeah. Anything. So I don't know. That's how I interpret it. Um, so the title, yes. it keys up a couple of things for me. And I'm hoping that at least on the part one part that it is, um, it is me interpreting some strategy in terms of expectation management, but dead reckoning does mean something to me in terms of um, whether or not like either, either Ethan Hunt is lost or the IMF is lost or something of that nature. And I'm curious how they will bake that into the actual plot of the film. That's Kyle, you got something. Yeah. Uh, Jonesy, I, I don't know if you uh, got uh discord up to see what I was sending you, but to your point, Jammer about space, uh, back in 2020, uh, Cruz did say he did want to shoot a mo- movie out in space, and Nick had uh, one wondered if that would be um, Mission Mission Impossible seven seven or eight. He so, did mention that I think he's possible. working with Doug Liman on a separate space movie, or it's a movie that I think is shot in zero G somehow. I'm not sure if I recall correctly, so that might be it. But All right. I think Mission Impossible will get to space. I'm just disappointed that Fast and Furious got there first. Whatever. Don't be a whiny little bitch. But anyway, you'll, you'll I, have I your was under the, I was under the impression that it was the, what was the, uh, what was the Tom Cruise film that was really, really good that had the title? Uh, man, Edge of Tomorrow. Waking up, the Groundhog Day one. What was, yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of yeah. Tomorrow. Isn't that the, I was thinking that that was the one that was going to be uh, partly shot in space simply because of the, obviously that, that I, fits with that aliens narrative more than a mission impossible does not that it's not impossible to go to space with this franchise so this is from the verge back in 2022 the movie coming in 2024 tom cruise's upcoming film is said uh in space said it's plan it plans to attach the first ever space movie studio and sports arena to the iss as early as 2024 space entertainment enterprise s-e-e Sorry, I'm trying to see if there was actually any movie attached to it. The company, blah blah blah. It does fit with your um, with your uh, theory, Jonesy, because a, a ship in space is the new lost ship, right? I mean, we I doubt very much it's going to be yeah. set at sea very much. So that could well be the dead reckoning. Could be okay. Focus on Earth. Let's use that as our way to get home. <laughs> That's all one yeah. point object is back on earth but yeah i'm with you on the dead reckoning just didn't wasn't a fan of part one but i'm sold on this franchise to be honest if you see the title's kind of yeah. yeah whatever i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it and i'm 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 looking forward to it um yeah, it's just a title. and just to be clear jammer you know, you know that when it went to space and fast and fierce that was not real right that that didn't actually happen i'm just talking about narratively they went to space I mean, anybody, lots of movies have gone into space narratively before. But I'm talking about movies that started off in a grounded way and have evolved into space. You know, you're just adding in things that you didn't say before. Well, I'm adding more context to what I was meaning because I didn't didn't feel the need to say that as explicitly because I thought context (laughs) is everything. And someone like you could actually infer from context 
but I guess I was wrong. You're not that smart. I just but. I just don't understand what it means for this franchise to like what is fast. It doesn't Furious mean anything, Jonesy. It doesn't mean anything, Jonesy. Okay. Nothing means anything anymore. I got it. I got it. And we've already established yeah. that none of us here on this podcast are ever going to go into fucking space narratively yeah, or never. Really, I can do it. Really. No, no, narratively, it. I could do it. I could do it narratively. Narratively, I could I could in space. That means nothing. But you keep drinking while you're drinking. I think you already fucking are there, Jammer, the way you look at it. <laughs> there you go. You guys ready to move on to the, to the, <laughs> take a swig. <laughs> take a swig. You guys ready to move on to Ghostbusters? Yep. Yeah. All right. Yep. So we have another announcement from CinemaCon. This is the fact that we are getting another Ghostbusters film uh, following Afterlife's success in the movie theaters. Um, it, it shouldn't be a surprise, right? And I think it's funny because when we reviewed this film, we had a conversation like, we know they're going to make another one, right? Even though, oh, there are no plans. We don't have any plans to make another one. Um, we knew 100% that they were going to make another one. So what we got was a suit announced today at CinemaCon in a closing sizzle reel that a fifth film in the series is in the works. No talent attachments were revealed. Um, one, are you surprised? And two, would you like to see more Jammer? Uh, am I surprised? No. Would I like to see more? Sure. I enjoyed the last one. I'll watch more of that Amblin-esque take on ghostbusters but even if it's not an emblem amblin s take yeah whatever i'll see what the trailer looks like and go from there but i'm not i'm not gonna naysay uh at this point in the uh at this point because i haven't seen anything yet and i'll yeah i'll watch more whatever i just hope that this next one doesn't shift the bed in the third act like the last one did the last one that third act is rough great acts one and two but third one jesus that uh which is funny because i feel like a lot of ghosts Ghostbusters fans that I've talked to, they like the third act the most. But I just like, and not even talking about the part with the the Ghostbusters. I'm talking about like the second when Paul Rudd takes off his shirt and then starts like, I forgot, were they kissing? Hit with the with the mom. I wasn't sure what they were doing or they're dancing or doing whatever. It was just like, what happened? We'll call it gyrating. This got this got weird. Yeah, um, still fun to watch though. I've seen it a few times. I enjoy it. Yeah, I agree 100% about the third act. Um, but Danny, what do you think? I, were you having a seizure or were you saying no? Were you, were you giving... What were you doing? No, that's Carl. Yeah, when, Carl shaking. Yeah. No, no, no. When Jammer was talking, it looked like you were you were doing one of these. No, were you, were you no, doing I'm not having time? a seizure. I'm old, but I'm okay. My health mm. is okay. <laughs> so if how I do you feel? You if I tell you I can smell burnt toast and I, and I do that, then please, then just you know, dial the 999 as it is here. Would that work? Uh, answer, Can I do that? Yeah. yeah. Hey, there's I'm a guy I know question. in Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm not surprised. Yes, I'll watch it. I, I enjoyed the, the last one. I'm more surprised by the fact that they said this was the fifth in the franchise. I thought they'd got rid of the um, the other one. <laughs> I, I thought that was a film. Still had the, held the title. Still had the t- held the title, I guess. Fair enough. So they, yeah. they're, they're going I mean, with the does it though? I feel like that's really interesting. So it's, it's called funny. Ghostbusters. Yes, it does hold the title. Well, yes, but that's like saying Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw is it the does. same thing as the other. But it's, it's it doesn't have it doesn't fall it, within the same number system. It just But it's still You get what I'm saying? It's still I get what you're saying, but I don't think my point is is that I think it still counts as a movie even if it's not part of the canon. 
Yeah. It's still a Ghostbusters movie. What do you want to call it? If it's not a Ghostbusters movie. No, no, no. That's That's not what I'm saying. I get what you're saying. And I think the way that they worded it is fine. So I'm reading an article that Cam from the website wrote. And he is saying, you know, there's a bit of a debate among fans about several things. But one of the things that they're having a debate about is exactly what we're talking about now. Um, I understand I mean, where some people are coming from, but it, it I, I agree with you. It's a Ghostbusters movie. Um, but it's yeah. an unimportant it is a debate ghost. because it's, it doesn't affect what's canon. If they said it's canon, now that's a, a debate. If they say, oh, the yeah. fifth canon canonical Ghostbusters movie, that's a discussion. But just to say it's the fifth Ghostbusters movie, I mean, it is. It means nothing because it is. Yeah. 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 I think it is interesting because I I feel like it is very heavily implied the fact that Zool exists in both universes that either it is the same universe or somehow they are connected across something, some multiverse. So I mean, like, I think you're you... taking too much because you think about it like Why? they're connected because they're one of them. Took, they just took Ghostbusters elements, but they made it as a reboot, whereas the other yeah. one was a sequel set in the same universe. Well, all I'm saying is, regardless of how you slice it, either it is the fifth Ghostbusters movie, just simply because it is, or yep. the canon aspect of it, they seem to, quote unquote, go out of their way to connect the two just in the end tag scene when they're talking about Zool existing in both universes. So I think it's, it's, a weird, to e- it's weird to even try to have either debate. That's I all. agree. Yeah. I'd even forgot about that tagline. I, yeah. I was going to say it was, wasn't even connected until you reminded me about the Zool thing at the end. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's funny because we never actually found out said vision. Yeah. Guys, ready to move on? Is there anything yeah, else you have to it. say about Ghostbusters? Kyle, were you Nada. champing at the bit to say anything about no, Ghostbusters? Just, I, uh, I, I know. <laughs> just to let, on your point about that, that multiverse thing in the. Mm-hmm. Uh, ID, I think it's IDW, not image. Yeah, ID, IDW co- comics. Uh, yeah. so, several years ago, they did a multiversal thing, including the answer the answer the call ladies. So, see, there you go. I never, I never said it wasn't canonical though. So I'm not making. I'm not. This isn't a disagreement with you. I'm just saying. Like, why are you disag- Why are you disagreeing with me all the time? I'm, we're it. having it. We're like having a heated agreement. We're, we're having a heated agreement. I'm like, hey. <laughs> There it is. That's the answer. That's the answer to the question. It is both canonical in some form or fashion, and it is, in fact, the fifth Ghostbusters or Schrodinger's what, Ghostbuster. Third, third, fourth, fourth Ghostbusters, third Ghostbuster film. Yeah. Whew. Are you confusing? You're right there. You just have a seizure. Or like so a, a it is the fact that the post. new one. It's the fact that we're going back in time and talking about two movies ago. And then we're also talking about a movie that is yet to actually come out that my brain had to like catch up, mm-hmm. catch up, catch up. Got it. Anyway, anyway, we're going back into space, bitches. Another what? announcement. Yes, indeed. Another announcement from CinemaCon is the fact that uh, the Hawkeye series director, Ryas Thomas, did I say that correctly, Jammer? Name checker, extraordinary. I don't know how his name is spelled, so I can't judge you yet. R H Y S. Reese. 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 Yeah. Reese. Yeah, like John Reese Davies. Or Reese fans. Okay. Have you been calling John Rice Davis Davies? Have you been calling that? 
No, when I became aware of him, I was watching sliders and they would say his name all the time. So I didn't have to fucking worry about what it was spelled because I was a child. Well, you, you, can, uh, you can apply your knowledge about that spell. I never had to look it up. I was a child. Okay. Child. Sliders. Sliders. For all the millennials. That is anyway. Burger. Rise Thomas <laughs> is going to be directing the Robotech series for Sony Pictures. Now, what's interesting about this is that for a long time, Tobey Maguire was trying to get this series off the ground. Um. And it is one of those. It's like if you think of American, or I'm sorry, whew, if you think about anime that has made it kind of into the American zeitgeist, things that most Americans are vaguely aware of anime know about. It's Robotech, Macross, um, Cowboy Bebop, and things like that. So this is this is Ghost one of the them. Shell. Ghost in the Shell, yeah, it's another great one. Akira. Um, do that, yeah, maybe, yeah. I'll sign, I'll sign it. I will co-sign on that one because I think Leonardo DiCaprio was trying to make that one. Basically anything that Hollywood execs have been sniffing around, trying to make a big Hollywood project out of that's one that's made a crossover. And this is one, this has been one that's been around for a very long time. Um, we don't really have a lot of details on this one. Um, but I am really curious what you guys think, because part of the conversation we were having just in the discord channel was about whether or not, you know, anime slash manga are going to be the next comic book, like superhero movies. If somebody can crack the code of how to make a good one, because at least from where I'm sitting, we haven't really seen that yet from an American production company. And that includes Cowboy Bebop, which I was pretty disappointed in. Um, mm. So I'm allowed to say no on that. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's the next comic book. Really? Movie because, well, the thing I think comic movies have is a couple of differences. One, the comic book superhero movies are like the main ones you have from two major publishers. You don't have that same interconnected universe in anime and manga. It's all very different, all bifurcated, all from, whereas comic movies, you can basically say like a majority of them or a lot of them are like in the same big overall genre. Yeah, there's a lot of sub-genres within it, but they're in the same sort of big genre, or a lot of them are, the mainstream ones are. Whereas anime and manga, all completely different genres. You have sci-fi, you have adventure, there you have romance, they're all over the place. Also, you have the, the, frankly, the difference in cultural storytelling norms as well as visual things that just don't translate well. And we haven't cracked the code on how to translate those yet. I don't know if we ever will, but I mean, maybe if we do, I could see it, but it's never going to be as cohesive, I think, as a movement as the superhero thing is. Um, but I could see there being like, you know, a couple good anime manga movies and then a couple shitty ones. Like, I think it's going to be a lot of hit or miss consistently until the end of time, because that's how they're all so different from each other that you can't really compare. Sure. And so given what you've seen of Hawkeye, do you think this has the potential to be a good one? I don't know if Hawkeye is really indicative of the genre because Hawkeye is a relatively grounded, fun action thing. Whereas Macross is kind of this weird space fantasy slash sci-fi epic thing. Um, So I would just need to see, I'd be interested in what direction they're going to go with in terms of the story and how crazy and weird they're going to go. 
okay. compared to the source material. So it's weird. I don't know. I don't have enough information at this point. All right. Well, I'm going to bug you for some information that you do know before I kick it over to Danny. In the setup for the story, I talked about both Macross and Robotech. Now, this is an 80s series that folks, like I said, are generally familiar with. Can you break down the difference between the two? Uh, so Robotech is basically, I guess, the equivalent of Power Rangers uh, in the U.S., where in Power Rangers, you had a Super Sentai series that they took and then they chopped up, reshot stuff and cut it all together to make its own show. Robotech, I think they literally just took stuff from several different anime series, uh, not all of whom I think were even Macross, and just cut them together into something that is just its own thing. So it's just taking assets and cutting them together into its own story. So it's, it's basically an American property, but it uses Japanese assets. So Danny, given that you are not an anime person generally, how familiar are you with this series? And did anything the Jammer said make you want to see this film? <laughs> I got, honestly, those, both those properties, I've got no recollection of whatsoever. Coming from the UK, I don't reckon reckon recognize them at all. Honestly, neither of them. I've got nothing, absolutely nothing. Okay. So I defer to you, gentlemen. You, you guys are the experts on the well, comparatively speaking to me about anime and, and manga and stuff. But even these these properties you're talking about, I don't know about. So I've got nothing on that. I, I defer to you, gents. Um, I'll come at it from this perspective. I remember reading the books when I was a kid and really enjoying them. And when I heard Toby Maguire was going to be involved, I was really excited. And I, this is a series I think has a lot of potential. And as we have progressed in years, we haven't really seen much like this make it to the big screen. And so I think one of the things that excites me the most about it is the potential for, so another way of saying it is we've had conversations about Halo where it felt like um, Dread or the Mandalorian kind of stole its lunch and did the thing before it could. Not a lot has done what Robotech or Macross did. Transformers tried, but I think that people would be able to distinguish the two very quickly. One of the biggest things being, as Jammer said in his setup, is the fact that one of them takes place in space. And so Transformers doesn't. So I think you're going to be able to draw a lot of people into that. So um, Reese Thomas seems competent. And based on what I saw in Hawkeye, I'm hoping that competence carries over. But the story itself... Uh, intrigues me in the fact that we might get something new, not just in terms of a new IP, new-ish IP on big screen, but something that we haven't seen um, in America's cinemas. So it's fun to me. That's what I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, it seems like I'm, I'm excited to see what unique stuff it could bring. Like these, these space, these Japanese space anime things, they, they have a very specific feel and look to them. And I'm wondering how it's going to translate over in, uh, in, live action American stuff. Cause I don't think we've really seen that attempted. The only thing I think we've seen closest was uh, what's it called? Alita, I think was the closest, but yeah. What's up, Kyle? What we got for you? What we got for us. I uh, just wanted to ask, ask this question there, Jammer. Do you think if, if they approach this as a, as a war epic, the way it kind of is presented in, in the source material, if the West takes it as a, as a war epic, 
do you, do you think that could be successful? I guess he can go the edge of tomorrow route kind of with that, which could work. Yeah. Um, that just makes me want Doug Lyman to direct this. So it makes me less excited. So uh, <laughs> I, that is an approach that it could take. Yeah. I think that could be good. I like how you said war epic and I went to like goofy sci-fi movie, but I know what you mean. Like you're talking about like legit war epic. Uh, yeah, that could be an approach to take. Uh, admittedly, that's not my favorite genre. And it's the reason why these space operas that come out of uh, anime are not my biggest. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of them, but that's just a personal taste thing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, the, well, my take on that is has generally just because Japanese American have very different perspectives on war. Right. And so the things that they write about and the, the perspective that they're drawing from is just different. So that's why some people have a harder time getting into it. I don't know if that's one of the things I love regarding. Uh, no, I mean, for me, they're just really dry a lot of times and people in uniforms talking and walking around and being boring. Uh, but there's what do you think the self-defense really force does now. That's, that's a good point. But my point is this. Uh, actually, there's no point. The point that I was going to bring up a whole different topic regarding the difference between war, I guess. In, what do you mean by the difference between in war, how war is thought of in Japan versus now? What do you say? What would you say are the main differences? We've never had a nuclear bomb detonate on our soil before. So our perspective to war is very different than how they see it. You even see it in other movies that get made. So we talked about Pearl Harbor, right? And how it was marketed in the U.S. versus here. In the U.S., we focus on the war aspect of it and push the action elements of it. Japan, unsurprisingly, they played up the romance aspect of it. And so the people who watched it in those different theaters, um, and when I said theaters, I meant um, war theaters. No, well, yeah. Um, So Pacific theater versus here, um, those folks had just a, they got a different film than maybe what they thought they were expecting. The same is true here. Um, like even you mentioned Akita, like that has everything to do with nuclear weapons. The same is true of, um, ghosts in the shell, right? So the, the long scenes that you're getting of, of Tokyo, as it's been rebuilt, um, after a war and they have these conversations about that kind of stuff. Like, so their, their perspective and the way that they think about these things is just different than Americans. And so, and even the way their military exists, they aren't an expeditionary force the same way that the United States is. We are in lots of countries, whether you think we should or shouldn't be, they are mostly confined to home. That's why it's all that talky bullshit that you might not be in not, might not be into. And when you do see them doing something, they're in Gundams or in um, like some other yes. type of just, yes. So they're in some exosuit doing something out in space. It's so far removed from what reality is. I mean, have either I'll, of you seen irresponsible captain Tyler? Mm-mm. No, Kyle, he'd be the only, he'd be no. the only person. No. no, I'll let you finish Kyle before I make sorry, my point. Sorry. I was just going to bring up, uh, in addition to what Jonesy's saying about other uh, war-related things, uh, almost every gun Gundam series uh, and uh, Miyazaki's films, lots of them, lots of them are all uh, com- commentary on war, uh, and part part of it is because of long longevity in Japan. You still have a lot of people that were in the industry well into the '90s that you know were survivors of of that time frame 
and then even the kids that are, are you know, the adult, adults now that are a, a little bit younger than that, they're the first generation after the, those event, events. So those those uh, stories do get told uh, very, very differently, and and uh, it's great. It's great. It's not for everyone, one, but it's 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 good. I like it. Anyways, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So my my point isn't really a point, but I just it's just a a series that I thought had a really cool climax. Irresponsible Captain Tyler. It uh, and I forget the context of it, but essentially there are two giant fleets heading towards each other, very in slow motion, and they had some classical piece of music playing, and it was basically like this game of chicken of who was going to shoot first. And it's like a comedy series. It's really goofy and silly, but um, essentially it like had a really serious sort of climax to it. I thought it was cool where they were slowly approaching, slowly approaching kind of waiting on each other. And then neither side attacks and they just slowly pass through each other. And it was just sort of like a, essentially like a peaceful sort of resolution. I thought that was a really cool scene. I want to watch it again. Unreally related, where, but where could someone watch it? I don't know. I don't know where you could find that show. Hold on. I could Google it. Chill out. Calm down. I'm here for you. Uh, irresponsible captain Tyler. Uh, you could currently watch it. Nowhere that I can find. You're fucking useless. <laughs> You're so useless. Moving on. You can hold on. <sighs> what? You can find it. It's loading. You can find it. You got a vamp. If you than this, go baby. to the place where they sell things, and I just want to make sure it's actually. Oh, it's in stock. Okay, cool. You can find it uh, at rightstuffanime.com on Blu-ray. <laughs> you can't find it streaming, so it's uh, it's on sale for thirty-seven forty-nine, which is actually interesting because I think I bought it for much less uh, about fifteen years ago. So how many episodes? Uh, twenty-six or twenty yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a full. Yeah. It's a full old school series. Anyway, in terms of the number of episodes, sure. You're ready to move on from something that'll be less depressing than spending that much money on an anime. It's not that depressing. Sure. Wait, the Batman it, two has been announced. Version. The Batman two has minutes. been announced. Okay. Batman two. Batman. Batman. Batman has been announced. It's coming back. Bat Pat, Matt Reeves, as well as Zoe Kravitz. All of them are coming back. Um, which is great, right? This has been a, a very successful film for Warner Brothers. The viewership of the film once it hit HBO Max actually topped that of all of their day and date uh, viewership for all the things that they were releasing during COVID. So like Wonder Woman and The Matrix and Suicide Squad. So this topped out at uh, $4.1 million, $4.1 million viewers, households in the first week that it came out, which is higher than, like I said, all of those other films. It's fascinating. So it was doing really well for them. And um, no date on that yet for when that film is going to be coming out. We've had discussions about some of the things that Matt Reeves said he might want to do. Um, and I'm curious now that we know that this is going to happen, is there anything that you all definitely would like to see now going forward? Keep in mind that we've still got uh, the Penguin series is coming out with Colin Farrell. And we've also have, I guess the one that evolved into the Arkham series. Um, so yeah, Gotham, what do you guys? The Gotham PD series is no longer happening. Yeah, it's something else now. It evolved into like the, yeah. the Arkham show that they were going. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you guys want from a sequel to this film? Now that you've seen this movie, 
we talked a lot of bit about like if you want to hear about like yeah. specifics i know we dug deep into what our specific ideas were for a batman sequel what sort of villains we want to see so i off the top of my head i honestly wasn't prepared mentally to have to think about what i want to see because oh i'm trying to think about something that's in line with the style and tone that was established in this one but different enough to where it's not like we're getting the same thing over and over again um and my vamping has failed because I still don't have an idea. But what about you, Jonesy? What would you like to see? Uh, I would like to see what they're going to, what their take on the Waynes is. It seems like we've gotten a relatively a, a different one, certainly than we have seen on screen. One that seems more similar to the Telltale Batman series that we got, where they as opposed to being the almost saintly figures that has permeated every other iteration of Batman, they are extremely flawed. And so I'm hoping not as flawed they, as Joker, the movie or not as, not as flawed as they were as Thomas Wayne was in Joker. He was a dick. Oh yeah. He was an asshole. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it depends We'll see. It depends on if it was real, right? I guess. Yeah, it could have been his right. perspective. Yes. Um, and then the other part of it is in the in the works that I'm referring to, like he he seemed like he was more willing to go along with some of those nefarious folks. Um, so I'm hoping that we get some, it doesn't have to be a resolution, but expansion of that idea. And then I'm kind of interested in that and see if it leads into the court of owls. Mm-hmm. What about you, Danny? Sir Daniel Bartlett. I'm just, I'm just uh, happy that we're getting another, another film out of them after all the uh, rumors and, and talk of yeah. fallout on set and stuff. I'm super happy about that. The, the deleted or not the deleted scene, the hidden scene that came out a few weeks after the film was on the big screen with the Joker and stuff. I kind of liken the idea of him being um, the Hannibal Lecter of this show where Batman goes and gets um, the Joker's opinion on the nutcases that are running around Gotham. And that could tie nicely in with what you were just talking about, Jonesy, about the Waynes. I'd like to see more of them. And maybe there's another character that is the bad guy, the main um, the main foil in this one. But he still goes and contacts the Joker because I don't want another Joker. I don't want it Joker heavy. I don't want another Batman versus Joker. But I like the fact that Joker, or what we think is him, in locked up already. He goes and visits him, gets his perspective, uh, picks his brain, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I kind of like that kind of idea. So other than that, I've got nothing on this. I'm just super happy to have uh, another film with these guys involved. I think he is definitely my favorite Batman. Love how you threw that. Love how you ended with a hot take. Do you like like, you like buried it like thr buries really gems in the articles <laughs> randomly not my favorite wayne but i don't think we got a lot of bruce wayne in in this the most recent batman the batman but i loved the batman i thought it was uh his batman story i thought it was great actually a detective uh not superhuman although he did seem to be managed to survive a very nasty fall and stuff without actually breaking anything but i'm gonna put and that yeah, he, he was basically he yeah. was basically superhuman yeah, that one. But no, yep, that's what that's what I got for that one. I'm just happy we're going to get another one sooner rather than later. I hope. So, Jammer, that, so it's, two it's two other hosts have gone before you. You've done a lot of vamping. Are you ready to answer this question yet? Oh God, no. 
I mean, I gave up on answering that question, but I just thought it was funny going back to <laughs> you guys remember the the rumors that they had back in the day where it's just like uh, Matt Reeves was frustrated with Robert Pattinson because Robert Pattinson wasn't getting in Batman shape for the movie and that they weren't like doing well on set. And then those were really random rumors where they talked about how Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz were kind of having sex on the Batmobile and stuff. And it was just like weird really weird stuff uh but yeah it's all bullshit so is it though wonder you know what's funny you know what's funny though i see a world where all of those things could be true yeah and it's bother me one little bit two two people having sex on the two consenting adults having sex on a car (laughs) it's a bit weird it's a bit weird it's a bit it's not weird i'm not i i would not be shocked if it happened I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. It's a bit weird, though. It's, it's like, not weird. Come on, it's not weird. If I was Keep it on, in your pants. if I was on, why? If I was on the set of the Batman, a place where I was actually supposed to be, even if I wasn't authorized to be in there, I was like, hey, there's the Batmobile. You want to? Yes, absolutely. Have sex on yeah. it. Yes, I would. You couldn't I'll stop me. Yeah. All right. Even in my pants, I, I would walk to that thing one pants down, like you know, like, <laughs> the jingle jangle. Yeah. <laughs> You're just walking up to the Batmobile. She's like, what are you doing? You're like a toddler with your pants down at your ankles. Yeah, you can hear my belt jangling. Yeah. At a urinal. Hey, you're doing the thing. And if there happens to be a good-looking person that you'd like to do this with, which in this case there probably was for both of them. Who also wants to do it with you? Yeah, that's that, that last part is key. Who also wants to do it with you? That's that's the key part there, Danny. Listen, Keep I can't mind. hang out with somebody that doesn't want to have sex on the Batmobile. Like that would be the end of the relationship. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. I just They'd imagine he's on a first date with somebody. He's like, you know, the Batmobile. You want to? Do you want to? And she's like, no. He's like, okay, no. Well, it's over. All right, well, done. Get new, that, baby. That's third, that is third date material. Third date material is sex in the Batmobile, Jonesy. Come on. If you or can't recognize, Batmobile. not even in the Batmobile, on the Batmobile, it's not Either even one. comfortable. Either it's one. just a story. It's just a story. I'm talking about the benefits of having sex on the Batmobile. It's not comfortable. It's just a story. Yeah, that's a story to tell. Like having sex in an airplane bathroom is not comfortable, but you do it to say you're in the Mile High Club. Like that's that's how that works. I'm gonna have to, Jonesy. Have you had have you had sex on an airplane before? I don't know. What you're Ew. About. Oh, I just, I just no. I don't know what you're talking about. Here. Why does Jamma sound like such an old prude missionary tonight, sweetheart? Yes. <laughs> no, I just think it's not comfortable. Let's spice it up. It's Let's leave the light. I just on. told you. Listen, you're not revealing have you anything been in, special. Have I just you told been you in an airplane? Have you been in an airplane bat- bathroom? Those things are tiny. Those things are like my size. They are. That's what why you, it's not so comfortable. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's why yeah. I've never done it. Okay, whatever. You have a flexible partner and the will. It can happen. Yeah, I, I have nothing against you know a happy you know sexual relationship and and all that. <laughs> I just if it's not com- if it's not comfortable sex, it's not worth having. That's the way I see it. It is for the story. <laughs> That's the point. It's the it story. Isn't, it's about the story. Uh, nah, nah, nah. It's like you know what? It's almost one. like childbirth. It's like childbirth, right? Like you kind of forget the pain of childbirth. Because you're like, oh, this thing is so fun and amazing. Like, yeah, I get to tell stories about this child. Says the guy who's never gone through childbirth. I watched it, though. It was horrific. I could feel the pain. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. I'm just interested right now to see what Kyle, the producer, is putting up on the little magic imagery and stuff right now as we're talking about this. What the fuck is he finding? What's he Googling to find right now? It's probably just car windows fogging up. (laughs) 
just like that shot from Titanic, <laughs> like the glass. Two people dressed as Batman and Wonder Woman in an airline toilet, in an airplane toilet. <laughs> Google that shit. <laughs> Draw me like one of your psychopaths, Bruce. All right. <laughs> you guys ready to move on? Well, I, guess we now move on. I guess we just discovered what, what Jamba wants to see in the next Batman film. I want to see him have sex on Batmobile, apparently. Apparently so. I think you do. I think I do too. Let's let's see it. <laughs> you hear that, Pattinson? Um, so this isn't really like a story story. This is a thing that just came out. I, I wanted to have not even the, the briefest of conversations with you guys about it. Apparently, they came out and gave an explanation for why Dark Side uh, forgot where oh, the... Oh, thank um, God. I'm saying, thank God we have this clarification. Oh, yeah, we needed this. So <laughs> Dark Side actor Ray Porter addressed the reason why he forgot <laughs> where the anti-life equation was, the fact that it was on Earth. It was so long ago that he found the equation that he always wanted to refind it. He forgot. Forgot where it was. You know, I don't think it's nearly as stupid as it sounds because I'm trying to think dumb. about as I, I think about like 10 or 15 years ago, I've seen things and I'm like, what is that thing? What is that movie that I saw where this thing happened? But and the I thing that happened in the movie wasn't the thing you were looking for your entire fucking life. That's the difference. I mean, that's not true. I've actually been looking for an anime series since 2001. The most important thing in your life. Find it. The most okay, important thing in your that. life. Okay, it's not, okay. clearly it's not the most important thing in my life, but, you know, all right, whatever, whatever. I, I just I find it to be ridiculous. So let's let's think about it this way. How does he get to Earth? Does he fly there? Does he fly in a ship or does he teleport? How does he get to Earth or any planet? Anybody know? I, they they came in in a ship. I got no idea. We saw we saw it in the flashback. They were in a ship. Okay, so you're telling me that there's just there's no memory in that ship. They didn't put like a, a calendar date in there. It's not like, it's not a thing that he has. To, okay. It's the exact same conversation we were having with Nick about the fucking dentist, right? Where it's like, you literally have a supercomputer <laughs> that went billions of years and light years across the galaxies. And you just couldn't look to see where you put, like, I can do that in my car right now. But, I can get but in my here's, car here's the difference. And it will show me all the places that I've been. All right, but here's the thing. The ship isn't his car. So here, here's what you need to understand. This is according to Zack Snyder back in 2021. He says he almost died when he returned to Apocalypse. He was in a fight for power, and much time passed before he was in a position of power again. And then all who had been with him had been slayed. So think about it this way, okay? It's like you, if you were like, I don't, I don't know military ranks, if you were not a leader fighting in a battle and you came in on a ship, you almost died, you came back a decade later, you find like, oh, I can find out where this thing is again. You have no idea where that fucking ship is that you came in on. It's It's been, you know, reissued, circulated, whatever. You're not going to be able to find that that piece Everything of Everything you're saying is ass backwards wrong. All right, why? <laughs> why? Well, first of all, ships have names, right? Okay. So, like, okay. so that's one perspective. So you're what saying- got, it got, it, so What if it got fucking, it got, it got taken over and chopped up at a chop shop and now you're it's saying no that this around. wasn't his ship. You're saying this wasn't his ship. It was the ship that he was in. It wasn't his ship. I'm not buying what you're selling. All right, whatever, man. I really don't Bad care. Boy. I have. I don't have a dog in this race. I'm just saying, there. It's not. 
out of the realm of possibility, even if it is a stretch. It is terrible writing. That's what it is. It's okay. It's okay. Just call it that. You know what? You can just say you fucked up. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. Is it though? Is it though? Sure it is. is. People would be bitching just as much if he said I fucked up. Maybe more. Probably more. You think so? Yeah, you'd be saying, oh, or people would be like, oh, he doesn't deserve to do anything because he even forgot his own thing. I would tell you how refreshing that shit was. Because you know who's who else has done that? This is probably going to be a bad example. Is it like J.K. Rowling has done that? So there this been is a conversations. bad example. I can tell you that right now. I just <laughs> I, a bad I, I said it for you. But here's what happened: people would come up to her and be like, "Why didn't Harry or Hermione do that thing they did in two or three books ago?" And she's like, "You know what? I honestly forgot that they could do that." And I was like, "Thank you." You know when the last time I talked about that was the last time she said it. What? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't brought it up. I haven't complained about it. The last time I even thought about it or referenced it was the time that it initially happened. It's okay. It's all right. All right. Whatever, man. Danny, do you care about any of this? I do do that, baby. Actually, I don't care about it either. Not going to lie. I just don't, I don't care. I just, no. Anyway. Just like I don't care how stupid it was that you know Spider-Man brought home all those villains when he could have just left them in their cells and done stuff remotely, you know, because when you have a fun story, those little things don't really matter. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So are we having another ready? heated agreement? Another heated no. agreement. No. No. I think we are having a heated agreement. No, because initially you try to say, like, yeah, I could see why. I could see why. Because you started talking about this anime you saw this one time, and you were talking about this ship that may or not have been mine or his or no. But maybe, way, maybe we've so been The anime that I'm talking about, I remember seeing it. It was a part of the preview trailers for a Dragon Ball GT video CD from Japan. Yes, I know. Uh, You've told me this episode. story before. I'm not just talking to you. There are oh, other okay. people here, as you could tell. You know? And so <laughs> it has a uh, it had a song that was playing during the trailer. And the mm-hmm. imagery that I recall are people being impaled by giant like flagpole type things through the chest and into the ground from the back mm-hmm. into the ground. Uh, and they have like dead eyes. Um, so I don't know what anime that is. And I need to find it someday. Someday, someday. And I even went to the Reddit, you know, the tip of my tongue, Reddit failed. Failed. Maybe one day, maybe one day. Now that we have a Discord channel, maybe you could posit the question there and maybe somebody knows. How about that? It's a good, it's a good point. I'll give it a shot. You should try it. You should try it. People that actually like you there. Reddit is like, you know, they might not actually like you. At least it seems like on Discord, people like you. I don't know. I'm just making that up. I don't know if anybody likes you. Guess we're gonna move on to the big story. I'm ready. All right, fasten your seatbelts. Looks like Fast Ten has lost its director. Actually, doesn't, look, doesn't look like doesn't look like anything. This shit has happened. Justin Lin, who has directed five of the nine, I guess ten. How would you say that? Ten existing, ten existing films, um, is out. He issued a statement earlier this week where he said that. Um, Unfortunately, he, he can't be part of this film anymore. He left with the consent and understanding of Universal. And 
the crazy thing about this is it's going to cost Universal somewhere between $600,000 and $1 million a day that he is absent. So, um, damn, that's so much money. That is a lot of money. Uh, the last thing in this story is the fact that he is going to remain on as producer. I actually had a question about that for you, Jammer, because this is something that I've never had an opportunity to look up and I keep forgetting. Um, when it comes to, I guess, points or some system as it relates to directors versus producers, like a producer's guild or a director's guild, is there a reason why someone would leave a director and stay on as producer? Does it does that have anything to do with that? You mean as far as like uh, the, the, the the guilds Guild and rules requirements? Yeah. yeah, probably, but I can't say I uh, I know enough about the rules at this point to really say something intelligently. But that would make sense if like, yeah, he's been involved. He's put this amount of resources and time into it, um, into what's going to be the finished product. Therefore, he'll stay on as a producer. I mean, maybe he'll still be involved. Maybe he'll help find a someone to replace him for all we know i don't know what he's going to do but that's a valid assumption but i can't confirm or deny it because i don't have enough information okay um the other little bit of information it's not even information there's a video that someone posted um from vin diesel's instagram where he's having a conversation he's doing a selfie cam with justin lynn and i gotta tell you Justin Lin looks like somebody that's being held hostage. Um, yes, he does. And he does that's what the comes. person who posted the video said. Yeah, it's like... Uh, Here, I want to play the audio. You ready? You ready? Here we go. You're going to play the audio. What are you doing, Justin? Week one. Just finished week one. How does it feel? Feels like the beginning of, uh, of an epic ending. <laughs> Is it fair to say that this will be the best one? My heart, yes. What does that mean? What do you think, Justin? Yeah, he just just sounds so forced. He sounds like he's being told to say these things. It's like, can I? He almost. I almost want to say at the end, can I go now, Vin? Can I go back to work now? I want to see how many times he's leaking to see if there's Morse code in there, Um, (laughs) or something like that. Like that's how bad it is. And it's I, I, you know. I know Jammer, you said you need more information. I'm going to jump in on this one first, just with unbridled speculation. It's definitely yeah. Vin Diesel, like hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Right. It um, seems like it. Yeah. We've already and, had one major cast member leave because of him. So it's easy to point to him. Um, and he's always super weird and awkward on his, his Instagram updates. Like, Oh, this is the best thing ever. Right guys. And I was like, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, yeah, you're paying for this, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think it is hard in light of what you, you brought up, right? So one of the things that been, that uh, The Rock would talk about is the fact that he thought that, I think he called him a candy-ass diva or worse that effect um, a couple of years ago. Yeah, and, basically a diva. Yeah. And for me, this it's incredibly disappointing. And I like what Vin Diesel has, has contributed to the series. I like that. I even like the fact that one of the the quote unquote fights that he had for this this film in particular was bringing Jordana Brewster back because apparently she wasn't in this the first draft of this film. Um, oh, the tenth one. Yeah. So Which I just weird I think, considering how prominent she was in the last one, and the fact that Michelle Rodriguez was like, "I am quitting if she doesn't come back." Yeah, and that was so, after Fast Eight. Yeah. 
Um, so it was a big deal. And I'm kind of surprised that they, they thought that they could write a script without her, given all of the hoo-ha that happened. And so I, I'm glad he stuck up for her in that respect. That said, I am fairly certain based on other things that we have heard um, that this is a lot about him and his ego. On the plus side, Justin Lin did direct my favorite Star Trek film of the new Star Trek film. So maybe that means he's available to do Star Trek four that got announced a couple of months ago. Um, but I, I'm very disappointed because he has directed the best of the Fast and Furious films. And I think that James Wan probably did the second best, but that's only because um, he did what had he had the emotional could. weight. Well, and he also did what he could with what he had shooting around the fact that Paul Walker wasn't there and things like I respect that. And I think that that was very impressive, but what sucks mm-hmm. is all those people who have been involved with this series before as directors are out. Um, everyone has some other scheduling conflict, unless you're Cohen, who apparently has some sort of sexual allegations against him. Thinking about going back to the original two directors, John Singleton and Robert Cohen. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying like anybody that has been associated with this franchise is either busy or accused of sex assault. Right. So, oh, John Singleton died. I forgot. Yeah. He's busy in heaven. Oh, so you should feel like a jerk for that. I do. Good. <laughs> Moving on. So yeah, I, I and James Wan is just doing uh, Aquaman right now. He's in post production on that. So there's nobody else that could take this over quickly. And so again, the fact that um, Universal is like, yes, go ahead and leave, tells me that they quote unquote understand why he's leaving. Um, and I've I just I find it to be fascinating but i'm gonna let you guys i mean here's the thing for me that's interesting about about this is that who what kind of a director what what the hell was that what kind of director do you bring on for this you don't bring in you don't bring in you almost don't bring in seasoned talent you bring in someone who could basically be a puppet for vin diesel right I mean, is that, is that crazy to How, how assume? come Vin Diesel himself is not, not just... I don't think he can. The, the so this can is part of my... He doesn't have the chops or he can't because of... No, hell no. I think that there is something about guild rules that stops him from doing it. Right. That would be my guess. Well, what would you do? What would you do if the Russo brothers came, <laughs> came in and did this movie, Fast 10? If they came in and did it or offered to do it? Did it? What's the difference? Well, because to the point that you guys were just making about being a puppet for Vin Diesel. Um, well, I'm saying they wouldn't be. He, he obviously wouldn't. They obviously wouldn't be a puppet for Vin Diesel at that point. They would just have to override him. There's two of them, so they could definitely do it. I don't know. But have you seen his arms? He looks pretty Miller jacked again. Does he? I mean, I'm sure he does, but like, you, you can't fist fight your way through Hollywood. Come on. I don't know. Ask Will Smith. Not anymore. Not anymore. Um, what what would I do if the Russo... I'd be super excited if the Russo brothers came in and did this. But would it actually be enough time for them to do anything other than just execute? No. They'd certainly want to get involved with the script a bit more, wouldn't they? And that would take time. Yeah, they There's would. A day. 
They, yeah. they literally just need someone to come in and just basically be a TV director. Yeah. 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 And I'm trying to think, I don't know who they can get. Any, any thoughts as to who that can be from any of Duffer you? brothers. About- Duffers. You think so? The Duffer brothers. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> who would I actually want to direct this movie? I don't know who's available. You can anybody don't worry about who's line? available. Just oh Wait, yeah, you sure, want to? Yeah, this is this Wait, isn't. Real. I guess been, no. It's been... funny. In my head, Sorry, John, this ahead, is a real scenario. I was like, this is a real scenario. Don't take it seriously. But no, no, great. this is real. This, this, is, this is real. Like we're <laughs> in a situation where we where we have to do it. Uh, so you're given this comes across your desk. You're you're somebody who works at at Universal, and they're like, Danny, we got fucked today, and you're like, Oh no, what's going on? And then they're like, Hey, was we lost. We lost. We lost our. We lost Justin Lin, and you'd be like, All right, mate, I'll get back on it. I'll get right on it. I'll give you a director tomorrow asap. Here we go. Cheerio. What do you? Who do you bring? Right, wait. I don't know who would I want. I don't know, but someone like maybe someone with ac- uh, action direction chops. Uh, maybe someone like John Mati- John McTiernan. Maybe he's experienced he enough alive? to jump onto a ship that's already rolling. I don't think he is. I don't, know. I don't think he's dead. Is he dead? Um, is he dead? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to step in that trap again, do you, Jammer? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I would I know. look for someone that has experience with with not necessarily rescuing faltering ships, so to speak, but someone that's been around the blocks so that can step on board. It's not his first rodeo. He or she is going to be very much uh, in calm control, but can do action. Because let's face it, these films are action heavy, right? So uh, I, I can't think of any other people other than that. I mean, you got um, who was uh, J- I have two Jammer, who, who was a film we just watched recently with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, Michael Bay. Jake That's it, Michael Bay. That kind of nonsense. He could uh-huh. he could do it. I mean, they're already shit anyway, so adding added into it wouldn't make any difference. But someone I, know, I, I think they're I want the directors from Bad Boys 3. They're busy though. Who is that? I know. Well, so that was my fucking question. Am I is this I told I picking, you about her? Oh, god damn you. So Michael Bay then. Ew. Okay. So um yeah, I mean. So what you were saying, so they can't do it because they're doing the back row movie. Um, but if you're talking about someone that can execute something that is like this, I think that bad boys is pretty close. At least that third one was. So I don't know what about the Wachowskis. Are the Wachowskis busy at the moment? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like all of a sudden you see Vin Diesel going, whoa, to everybody. <laughs> and gets pushed away. Oh god um, damn it! Anyway, so I'm thinking. I think I have two. I have two I'm ideas. Leaving. One of one. One of them is. Uh, one of them is based on somebody. They just need to come in and execute. Come in under really serious deadlines. Though I don't know if he actually has any obligations to Lucasfilm at this point. And I'm talking about Robert Rodriguez. Uh, I think oh, he god. can come in and and execute as needed. The other one who I have, who I think could be good, Martin Campbell, but mm. I don't know currently what, what he's doing. But so I think it's not fair. So your, your rationale for being able to bring them in is that you is don't that know, I don't what, know they're what they're do- doing. Yeah, you don't yeah, know what they're doing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, it's better than, well, we know your guys are busy. We don't know what my guys are up to. Fine. 
fine. Danny, any 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 other thoughts about? Oh, I, do, I, like to say, I just said Sylvester Stallone. I don't know what he's doing at the moment. Oh, okay. That'd be someone that would stand actually. up to Vin Diesel. Is he doing Expendables so three? Is he, is he directing? Four. Any yeah, he's he's Expendables either four. in it or directing it. Yeah. Fact. So probably not him. So you're sure that's all right. Uffe Bolt. Yeah, that could be that could be great. That'd be fantastic. It's, but no, it's the Expendables 4, not directed by Stallone. So maybe he could hop out on his non-shooting days and head over to the, the Universal lot and and you know take on <laughs> Fast 10. Uh, I don't know. I, I I do you guys think at the end of the day though? let's say in a week or two when it's announced who's going to be the director, do you think it's going to be someone we recognize on a scale of on a, no. yay or nay? No, you don't think so, Jonesy? I think it'll be like some second unit director, something like somebody that has either worked on this franchise. Um, David Leach. Yeah. Maybe that'd be. Chad Stahelski. So those could be good, but I assume that they're busy, right? One of them is doing John Wick no, 4. Somebody's John working West? on John... Are they done with John Wick 4? I don't think they're done with it. They're probably in post-production right now. It'd be the same rationale why James Wan couldn't come back. Right. Well, also James Wan would it... be like, fuck that, I've done one movie, and that was like the worst experience of my life. Was it? Did he say that? Oh, I know. At the time, he was just like, "Oh my god, it was." It was I know it was the most difficult thing he's ever done in his life, sure. for sure. At that time, okay. I'm assuming yeah, that means bad because it doesn't sound like it was just like, "Oh, it was a great challenge," but I overcame it. It was more just like, <laughs> "Fuck, we were dealing with some Fuck shit." That. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Danny. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just pinging off um, action directors. I, Simon West did Con Air. Um, Yander Bond. Speed and Speed Two, Tomb Raider. Are looking at not, Why are you looking exclusively at '90s movies? What's this? Well, because yeah, I don't because they because they've done fuck all since and would be nice puppets for Vin Diesel. Oh right, okay. That's funny. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow! This guy. Right, well, I, think, I think we're ready. I'm to not a fan of this stuff. I really don't fucking care who directs it. It's going to be shit. Wow. <laughs> this Sorry, guy. Jonesy. Sorry, buddy. Um, So I got one. I got one before we move on. Um, I'm ready. Kerry Fukunaga. Oh, he just finished something recently, right? James Bond. Was it James Bond? Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, he'd be good. He'd be good. So not necessarily going to be pushed around by Vin Diesel, has directed action before, has directed big movies before. Um, Yeah. And did uh, True Detective. So he comes from that realm that you're talking about being able to execute on a TV scale. So he can do both. Yeah. All right. I dig it. I dig it. We, well, we, it. we threw out about 10 options out there. So when it's one of those 10, you know where you heard it first. BGR <laughs> the P. <laughs> and when it's not, well, we can't always be fucking right, can we? So stop your complaining. <laughs> yeah, stop your bitching. We're never going to space. Stop trying to go. <laughs> we got <laughs> we got some details about America Chavez's backstory 
And this is going to be coming ahead of Multiverse of Madness, uh, Doctor Strange 2, in other words. Um, so the backstory that we got is in the MCU, America Chavez is a young girl from outside our multiverse, specifically the utopian parallel, a singular dimension unlike anything we've known. America is being hunted for her power, the ability to open star-shaped holes in reality, allowing her to travel through the multiverse and into other realities. America opened her first portal as a child and spent years traveling the multiverse since she fell into a universe that bears a resemblance to our own. During her accidental travel, she traveled to 72 universe on a journey to find control over her powers. So that's kind of the backstory that we're going to get in that kind of, that is the backstory that we're getting for America Chavez, who we will see next week. Does that next line week. up with her origins yeah. in the comics? Don't remember. It does? Yeah, I never read Getting a North-South from Kyle, so yes. Cool. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. Sounds exciting. Um, yep. I'm curious. Like, you can't call something a utopian parallel and not show us show it to us. I want to see that. So since we're going to be hopping around from multiverse to multiverse, I want to see what that looks like. I dig it. It seems fun. Yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty ambitious thing to incorporate into a movie that's already fairly ambitious. Like, that's just... But I guess it's called the multiverse of madness. So there's going to be yeah. some multiversal madness in there. So uh, yeah, but I want to see the utopia, whatever the fuck you said. That sounds cool. You know what I love? I love that this comes back to sliders. Goes full mm. circle. I'm hungry. Because I bet you can't go home again. Where White Castle no. at? <laughs> Hashtag sliders re- reboot immediately. I would, I'd be down for that. I enjoyed that show. Although the premise seems kind of quaint now, they're rebooting Quantum Leap. So why not Sliders? Why not? I can't. I, I watched parts of an episode that Kirsten watches. She loves that show. Quantum Leap? I'll never understand it. No, Sliders. What does it understand? I. It's not my cup of tea. Einstein-Rosenberg Bridge, baby. Jump thing. Go, go, go. Different universe. Totally. Anyway. Totally. Danny, do you care about any of this? What do you think about America Chavez's backstory? You excited? I'm, I'm, I'm happy they just gave me a backstory because I knew nothing about America Chavez. So uh, I'm actually disappointed right. you read that to me because I would have been able to experience that, you know, impulsively Utopia. next week when I see the movie. Well, I wasn't reading it just to you, Jammer. I was reading to the people listening and watching. No, I get so. it, but I'm just disappointed that I was, I was hearing it. You know that I had to be collateral. I'm Jamie Fox. Next time, I'll You're say earmuffs, baby. Earmuffs. Spoiler for a thing that they've been putting out in marketing. Sorry. (laughs) My bad. Yeah. Uh, We've got a bit of star Wars news. We, we see that um, there's the possibility that Qui-Gon Jinn is going to be coming back. So there've been rumors. It's been rumored. Uh, Cam again from the website has speculated, speculated. And now we've got a quote from Deborah child when she's talking about, um, just kind of the premise of the show. I don't know what the question was that prompted this response, but she said, Obi-Wan is going on a journey. There's going to be some different people that come into his life. One of the things I was trying to do with this series was to have a legacy and who is important to Obi-Wan's life and to also have some new characters. So it's going to be a mixture of the two, but I think there are some surprises to come. I hope. Confirmation. Um, Dexter Jester is coming back. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mephisto confirmed. No, Mephisto um, confirmed. No. Wow. It was something else that what do you she know? said. Um, 
there was a quote that she talked about the prequels as well. She said, ours is obviously very connected to the prequels, um, this series, which I think is also interesting and kind of telling. And Siri wants to have a conversation with me, go away. Um, I, I'm intrigued by the quote because if you put the two together, what she's talking about, who's important to his life, and then how it's very connected to the prequels, that opens the door kind of wide open. And also, but it also gets your mind in a very specific frame of who they could possibly be talking about. Um, yeah. Do you think that we're going to get like a Mark Hamill style surprise? Not saying Mark Hamill, but like just like yeah. so locked down. We don't see it coming. We have no idea who it's going to be. Um, so we've got Liam Neeson rumored. Like, hell, could it be Sam Jackson? Who who were we going mm. to get that we didn't see coming? Either either of those I would be happy with, and either of those are a strong possibility. I think Qui Gon's more likely, um, but Sam Jackson. I mean, that, I even when I saw the film, even when that happened the first time, even when he went out that window, I was like, well, we've seen Jedi fall from great heights before and be absolutely fine all through up to that 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 scene. So I was never convinced that he was necessarily dead yeah. and gone that would be a bigger shock but i think more likely we'll get quite gone yeah um i think it'll be interesting because we still have to i don't know if we have to get resolution i don't we don't have to get resolution on it i feel like they're going to get resolution on that statement from the same movie from revenge of the sith where yoda is yep. talking to him about communing with the dead and so yeah. i think they because she talked about being very connected to the prequels i think that that's going to be the linkage that line specifically sure. and all the stuff that mm-hmm. happened in clone wars and um um yeah rebels it, all of that is very linked with being able to link with the past as jedi and speak to old older jedi den gong jedi and all that's been a theme from clone wars all the way through rebels and it would certainly link nicely with with obi-wan as well it would follow canon for want of a better word and follow suit and I definitely think that's where we'll go. Okay. Jammer. Yeah. 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 I think what you mentioned about uh, that line from Revenge of the Sith, where he talks about communing with the dead and it's like, quite gone. But then we never saw anything about that. I still don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about, but I'm like, all right, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. If that would make perfect sense to be able to see him as a force ghost, because we haven't had that in the movies. I don't know if it's been happening in the animated series, but I can't get through the animated series, so I'll never know, um, personally. Uh, but... Well, he, he, he has, his voice has appeared I can't, uh, in Rebels. Was it Jammer? Yeah. Uh, Jones in Rebels? Well, Qui-Gon was yeah. in Rebels, never as a Force ghost visually, but uh, uh, he was a voice in, um, I forget his name's head, Jonesy, who's the main Jedi master in, in Rebels? Um, not Cade. Um, shoot. Yeah, I think you're right. Kane? Kane. Kane, yeah, yeah. Kane, that's yeah, it. yeah. So he has he has communed with Qui Gon, um, so he's there. It's it's canon already. We've just never seen him as a Force Ghost. At least I don't think we did. But anyways, answer to your question earlier, you were talking about like, is it, are we to get that level? I think Star Wars has proven that they they the lifeblood of the series are surprise reveals. Yeah. Otherwise, fans throw up a bitch storm and you know lose their goddamn shit over it and. Uh, they, they like if there's nothing if there hasn't been several things directly paralleling or directly pulling from what came before they lose their goddamn minds so there has to be something that does that 
yeah. I think Sam Jackson also could be a great one, though I'm curious how they would handle that. I mean, Sam Jackson, no spring chicken at this point, um, but I guess he, he did fall and that was years ago. So I guess the, it lines up relatively well. Um, I think, yeah, that could be a good one. But what do you think the possibility is that it's neither of those two and it's someone we can't even fathom? Could there be anyone that big that we can think of? Or I mean, somebody from the Clone Wars that we haven't even thought about that is a big deal to some people, but not me because I don't care about the Clone Wars. I'm trying to think of the years. The problem is the years in my brain trying to figure out who lines up. Um, I think we will. So the problem is we could not get a, um, a live action Kanan because I feel like we would have heard that casting already. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. We're we're getting we're getting a finger from Kyle. What? Not the middle finger. But no, don't just, say it. Yeah. What do you guys uh, potentially think of uh, the um, not Force and Unleashed uh, Jedi Fallen Order guy? He's he's been a fan favorite rumored cameo. Not like substantiated. Oh, what's his name again? Cal Cal's something. Cal Kestis. There, uh, there it is. All right, discuss. I think it'd be fun. We've already seen his robot before. And so that's the thing. I Did they refute that that was actually BB, not BB-8. Um, what's the name of his droid? Um, crap. BBC. No. BBS. Damn. I cannot think of the name of his droid. Um, but the, that was the first time we'd ever seen a droid like it's that. B- and then we BD-1. saw this. Thank you. BD, buddy. BD-1. Damn. Buddy. Um that was the first time we'd ever seen a droid that looked like that. And then we see the exact same one or one that looks exactly like it in the Mandalorian. So the only reason I would say no is because they talked about being tied to the prequels. So that's the mm. direction that I think that they're going. So Dexter doesn't mean that they couldn't. Confirmed. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they couldn't do anything else. I think that would be a fun one, two punch. So, yeah. But if they did do that, he'd have to be much younger. I think. Pretty sure he'd have to be younger. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, but we'll see. We'll find out soon. Do we even have time to watch who to do who watches at this point? And you got you got a hard out. And for some again. reason, me me saying what? Who do the who? Do we have time to who do the watches with the who do who? To do a who watches, so we were going to do a who watches. It's up to you guys. Um, I know I mean, we can you got to get going. Minutes. I do have to get going. There is one thing though. The thing that I was watching, I had an opportunity to see the first four episodes of The Man Who Falls to Earth. Um, so if you guys are going to see um, Doctor Strange next week, you'll be familiar with Baron Mordo, Chitwell Ejiofor, uh, who is starring this requel rebooted sequel of the man who fell to earth which if you guys are if you are familiar with this at all it is an older movie with david bowie who starred in the original so i had an opportunity to sit down and talk with him about it and actually have a clip for you guys and it is a conversation where uh, he's talking about working with naomi harris he is an alien that falls to earth and his mannerisms and the things that he says and does are, are kind of 
outrageous and ridiculous next to Naomi Harris, who is playing a very grounded and serious character. And the question I asked him was like, how do you guys do that? How do you bounce off of each other and not make it seem kind of ridiculous? Because she's telling a very heartbreaking story. Um, so the clip that you guys are going to see is him giving me the answer to that question. Um, but yeah, I can certainly listen to what you guys have been watching after that. Well, um, you know, luckily with Naomi, she's very, um, she likes to be surprised is what is how she describes it. You know, she doesn't, um, she doesn't um, like, she doesn't rehearse very much. Like with, you know, you don't rehearse in a group with Naomi, you know, she likes to go off, do the research on her own, you know, just uh, think about and work out the character and some of the dynamics and then come to the, to the floor. And she just wants to be kind of engaged and surprised and very alive in the moment. And, um, and I'm kind of a little bit different. You know, I, I like to do all the rehearsing stuff and the kind of, you know, picking apart every bit of the scene and trying to sort of put it back together with everybody else, with the creators and with the other actors, if I can get hold of them. Um, so what it means is, you know, when we kind of come together, it's like we have these two very different sort of styles of working. But it, for me, it was really enriching because it kind of constantly kept me on my on my toes, you know, and, and I was able to then also, you know, just sort of play against and alongside her in a way that she felt um, engaged by and satisfied by. So all of those scenes felt very alive to me in a way that sometimes you know, they don't necessarily always do with various different kind of acting partners. You know, you kind of struggle to get there in the end or you're finding your spontaneity. But with Naomi, what I find really exciting about her as an actress is that she brings all that kind of that life and that fire to every single day of shooting. So every scene we had to play together, I would walk towards the scene and I would genuinely just feel really excited because I wouldn't know quite what it was going to be but I knew that it was going to be truthful I knew that it was going to be engaging I knew that I'd had to kind of keep on my toes you know and um and and I knew that she would respond very very genuinely to to what was going on you know that she wouldn't sort of just play along with the scene to make it kind of sit well you know she would really want and require as a um a screen partner, you know, and um, and I think that kind of th th those those kinds of demands and engagements, you know, from a, from a fellow actor are really really rich. You know, they're really special. You know, especially somebody who is, you know, incredibly talented and able to kind of play in that dynamic. So I never felt um, I just felt like our two styles really matched each other and these characters in this story. So I always felt like it was buoyant and alive. In the in the in the storytelling with her. So mercifully, we're going to leave you guys. Um, we were going to have a conversation about Halo and Picard and Moon Knight, but it was kind of redundant. We've already had this conversation before, right? But I, I think what we can all agree on is that, amazingly, these shows, which some of us have been have felt were kind of mundane or not particularly good, markedly improved. Like surprisingly, especially if, at least for me, Picard and Halo. So more of that, please. Um, Jammer, you said you were watching um, something about Fantastic Beasts, which were viewed a couple of weeks ago. What was it? Oh, no. So I mentioned that the I usually watch the pitch meetings from uh, Ryan George that are great, but I think his for Fantastic Beasts was one of the best in a while. And it made me just triply realize, yeah, this movie was a mess. 
um it was it was it was quite the it was quite the mess i will say i've also been watching severance which is on apple tv plus you should also watch it if you haven't i'm only four episodes in i know i'm, I'm like late to the party on that one but that's all right that's okay i'm, I'm here right. for it and there's a lot of other i still need to catch on a lot of other seasons i have to watch season two of morning show still i have to watch season three of sex education i have to watch season three of master of none season two of like a million other shows season three of like a million other shows it's just it never ends it never ends and i'm but not that's a binger, okay. so that doesn't help yeah it's nice to not be in a content desert right like we have a bunch of stuff to choose from which is great but I feel like when you're in a content desert, you really appreciate what you have and you really just sort of steep yourself in it. And you become like those Star Wars fans that we hate so much. I don't hate anyone. I love everyone. <laughs> I love everyone. Especially you, Me dear too. listener. And if you like what you heard, dear listener, who I, of course, love very much, do all the socials, like, rate, comment, subscribe, share. We definitely appreciate it. Also, Ellen Online has other great programs for your listening pressure where else on the website and of course the genreverse podcast network we are building up our discord it's been a lot of fun so if any of the topics you've heard today you want to jump on agree disagree yell scream respectfully of course come on and do it on the discord channel we'll have those links for you and uh yeah it's going to be exciting next week on the show we're going to be having a conversation about what else dr strange and the multiverse of badness so stick around next week it's going to be a blast other than that Danny, where can you be found? I can be found on my living room table building the Batmobile out of Lego and the new Back to the Future Lego. That's where you'll find me. And Jammer, where can you be found? You can find me on Twitter at JamTheWriter and all of my books uh, under the name AJ Serna on Amazon and Audible. And you can find me tweeting, maybe, and Instagramming from Sir Jones's on the website as well as on the Discord. Other than that, folks, thanks to Kyle on the ones and twos. Appreciate everything you do. And we will catch you all next time. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on ya. Mission accomplished. We gotta save some for Danny. Danny doesn't like it, right? redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.